This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host, and today's episode is going to be getting ready for spring, summer. So one of the things that we hope you will be able to do in the spring, summer this year, as you listen to some of the episodes that you may not be entirely caught up on from last year or at the beginning of 2020, is spend some time in the evenings or weekends getting out and exploring some of our North Georgia region and some of these Uh, places and things to do with yourself, your significant other, your family, whatever. To do that, some things around the house just got to be taken care of. So today's episode is going to be some simple ways, practical ways of making your spring cleaning, if you will, outside a little bit easier and a little bit better so that you've got more time in your schedule to do the things that you want to do which most people is not spend all day and night cleaning up my yard or taking care of bugs or whatever. So one of the things that we did, we just bought a house last February. One of the things that we did to, and we've only got about six months in maybe on this, but we bought these things off Amazon. They're called ultrasonic bug repellers. Now, I don't know, I can't fully vouch for them yet. They seem to be doing pretty good as far as effectiveness, the brand that we got is called like Smart Turtle or something like that. It was like six of them for 30 bucks or so. It's, you know, wasn't a whole lot of, uh, of an investment, but uh, if they work, it's well worth all $30. And basically what they do is they emit a really, really low frequency. So it really just deters rodents, insects, mosquitoes, things like that from coming close to each device. So you kind of spread them around the house, the outside perimeter of their house. And the goal is that they kind of provide this invisible force field because it just annoys anything that is in its frequency range. So again, I don't know if it's a fail safe, but it's non-toxic. Obviously you just plug it in on an outlet and it's got a little blue light. So, you know, it's, it's on and knock on wood. I think in the last four or five months since we've had them plugged in, I've only seen, I think, two of the little palmetto bugs, which normally we were seeing, you know, like one a day or something like that. And, you know, it's usually at at night when you're brushing your teeth and it's scurrying around your bathroom and then you're kind of freaked out and paranoid if you can't find it and kill it uh, before you get to bed. So that's one thing. Another thing, if you're in the organic uh, gardening, farming uh, movement, one of the things that I came across several years ago, which is super inexpensive It is a little bit of maintenance, but frankly, everything, if you have a professional lawn care pest control company, it's the same thing. They come on a a monthly or quarterly basis, whatever you have them set up as, but this is, this is not a chemical. This is non-toxic and it's super inexpensive. So what I do is I get equal parts of cayenne pepper, garlic powder, and ground cinnamon mix all those three together you you had you had better either wear a mask or be really careful of what you inhale because between the cinnamon and the pepper and the garlic you're going to have some major sinus action going on if you sniff any of that and then i get a a, i use just an old uh, baby powder bottle you know one of the big things of baby powder if you're a parent you've gone through like a zillion of them Uh, And I just put that in there. 
So it's something that is designed for a powder application. And then you take the mixture of those three things, cinnamon, garlic, and cayenne pepper, and just go around the perimeter of your house or areas that you have pests that are becoming a nuisance. Really, really good to use around your garden because pretty much every insect hates pepper, cayenne pepper, and garlic. And somebody told me spiders are really repelled by cinnamon. So again, not 100%. Obviously, when you get a good heavy rain, that's going to wash that out of the soil uh, and off the ground, and you'll have to reapply kind of the same thing with anything. You just, it's kind of a maintenance game. But again, it's non-toxic. It doesn't contaminate the soil. So it's, it's well worth it. And you can buy all of those things at the dollar stores. So it's super inexpensive, or frankly, you can buy them at the big box stores. So ground cover. One of the things we all have to spend time and energy and money on is some form of ground cover, whether it's mulch or pine straw, whatever. I am on a mission to eliminate that at my house. And one of my favorite products to use is called Vinca Miner. A Vinca Miner is an evergreen. It is a very low growing, uh, kind of tight growing. You'll see them a lot in uh, city applications. So uh, like if you're in, I know uh, Gainesville, the downtown square, in the corners of the square, they've got this plant and that way they don't have to ever put mulch or pine straw down. And in the spring, for about three weeks, it blooms either a white or a purple, depending on the variety that you have but it is almost impossible to to kill it's drought resistant so once it gets established it's great and it'll spread it doesn't take over everything like english ivy does and it, it stays within about four to six inches of the ground so it's very tight low growing evergreen and the areas that you have around your house that are mulch or pine straw maybe not for all of them but for a lot of them if you don't want to spend all the time energy and money putting that out once or twice a year you can buy this plant, this product, and all the big box stores have it in the spring. And the only thing I would tell you is get a, a three to four month fertilizer. So when you plant it, go ahead and get that fertilizer, put it on them, and you can just about forget it after that. Unless we have a summer like we just had, which we got no rain. <laughs> and now this spring, we're getting all of the rains. That's that for your ground cover. Your screening material. So plants that will help screen out uh, neighbors, uh, screen out air conditioning units, put against the foundation of the house, whatever. So many people put Leland cypresses everywhere or emerald green, or not emerald green, uh, green giant arborvitaes, which are great when they get started and they can get huge depending on where you plant them. They may be okay, but Leland cypresses are, you've been through neighborhoods where somebody planted Leland cypresses and then it got too big and they hacked it off and now it just looks terrible and that didn't need to happen. There's a plant called tea olive. It is an evergreen shrub. The deer won't eat it. It is drought resistant and it blooms twice a year and it blooms these little honeysuckle colored uh, flowers and they're real, real small. They're like an opaque white yellowy color but they smell like heaven. It is one of the few plants in uh, its bloom actually smells better than roses. And you can put it anywhere. You can let it grow big. You can keep it small. It can be a good foundation plant. You can screen your neighbors out with it. It can do anything. So, and they're relatively inexpensive. So you don't need a big 
you don't need to start with the big plant. They'll grow fast once they get rooted. And again, use the same three to four month fertilizer. You can pick those up at any of your, your lawn and garden stores, hardware stores or whatever. So this is a simple thing. But again, if you don't do it, you're going to create more work for yourself than if you do do it. So if you don't fertilize your yard and you are constantly going out, putting weed and feed, spraying it with 2,4-D or other uh, products to kill the weeds, can I just give you a suggestion? Get a, the inexpensive fertilizer, a 10-10-10 fertilizer or a 13-13-13 fertilizer, all of the home and garden stores everywhere has stuff like that and put that out a minimum of three times a year okay four at the most but three times is about right and you will start to see when you give your grass the nutrients it needs to grow and be healthy it will help eliminate all of the weeds in your yard and the key is because if you don't know this weeds are seasonal so you don't have the same weeds year round so yes in theory you're going to fertilize one season of weeds when you're when you're applying that but the grass is going to be growing year round it's going to be strengthening itself year round whether it's growing above ground and it's green or whether the roots are growing in the ground when it's dormant whatever kind of grass you have, if you will start doing that, you will start seeing the weeds die down as far as their numbers and their growth rate, and you'll see your lawn start to look amazingly better. In tandem with that, if you don't do some sort of aeration on your yard, you need to. It's, uh, it's, it's like a, uh, a steroid shot, if you will, for your yard. The, the ground needs to breathe, and a simple aeration is a great way of doing that. One of my other tricks of the trade outside, if you've got new areas where you're tilling up the ground and planting plants and then putting mulch on top of those, can I make a small suggestion for you? Do not buy the weed blocker that is out in the lawn and garden sections at any of your big box stores. It is an absolute waste of money. They're all garbage and they do not work. You have probably heard people tell you to get newspapers and put newspapers down that that really works well that's great if you can find like a gazillion newspapers if you can't like a normal person you go in that same bigs box hardware store and go to the painting aisle and get the brown rolls of paper for you know basically they, they put them on hardwood floors so people can walk across hardwood floors uh it's just really kind of a the pla uh, the paper grocery bag kind of material use that depending on the area you may need to double it up and put two layers down but that stuff will keep the weeds from growing better than anything else it's way 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 cheaper and it's biodegradable so obviously none of this is going to last forever but it will still do the same thing in minimizing the weed growth and allowing the water to permeate through it to water your plant. And you put mulch on top of it, no one will ever know it's there. Still get the sod staples to help anchor it to the ground, but that's really all you need. I think like a giant roll of it is like $14. So I just, some of you, I just saved you like literally probably $100 or so. Uh, Cause that weed block stuff is like crazy expensive. One other thing as things start to wake up in the spring is a lot of us start to see tunneling in our yards. And generally speaking, that is moles or voles. The difference between the two is pretty simple. Moles are going through your ground to eat 
grubs, uh, generally some sort of insect. They are uh, insect eaters, and voles are eating plants. They're eating the roots of, of different kinds of plants. So there are a gazillion different methods that you can do to try and get rid of them. I'm going to tell you I have tried them all, literally. I have tried everything from the smoke bombs to the blood meal to uh, blow torches. I mean, I, some of you are thinking I'm exaggerating. No, I literally, I have shoved a propane tube down the hole before, straight up Caddyshack style. I'm telling you, the only way to get rid of them, and some of you aren't going to want to hear this, get an outdoor cat. And I know what some of you are saying, which is I hate cats, and I will tell you I did too. However, you can have a little bit of fun with it. So our cat's names were Simba, Hannibal, one of them we named Wild Thing. I will tell you the hunters in the feline species are the females. So if you're going to go get an outdoor cat for helping keep your yard clear of pests, go ahead and get a female cat. Go to the Humane Society. There's plenty of them that need a good home, or you can just you know, go find a dumpster somewhere. There's probably, there's probably one hanging around there. Seriously, no, go to Humane Society. There's plenty of good cats that need good homes. We kept ours outside for a couple of reasons. One, that was their primary purpose, but they really love being outside as long as they're cared for. So get a heat lamp for them in the winter, a good bed, and keep them fed, and they will take care of all of the things that are tearing up your yard. And I learned this from an extension agent probably a decade ago. We were having a problem at a golf course that I worked at the extension agent which if you don't know what a county extension agent is they are like the be-all end-all of secret knowledge of all things outdoors so if you ever have a question of what's this that's killing my tree what's wrong with my plant what is going on with my ground soil you know whatever call the county extension agent wherever you live and they will help you. So we had this guy come out and explain to him what was going on. We had a massive vole problem at the front entrance of this golf course. And he basically told us that the best thing for something like that is to get an outdoor cat, which was obviously not something we could do there at the golf course. But I remembered it years later and we got cats. I got them begrudgingly because I my whole life I hated cats, and now I'm, I'm not a cat hater. Uh, we've had probably four or five cats. They're great to have around the house, and they're great for keeping the yard critters maintained. And just a little trade secret, I don't know if this is anything genetic, but the best hunters we've had that are the female cats, their tails st stick straight up. So, I, again, I don't know if there's anything to that, but the two cats that we had that were the best hunters, when they would walk around the yard, their tail would go straight up like a periscope from a submarine, <laughs> just straight up in the air. So I don't know. There you go. That's a couple things for you. And the last thing for today is a replacement for Roundup. A lot of us have been using Roundup for years or decades because, frankly, we didn't know any better and we probably didn't have any good alternatives. Well, you can go online and you don't have to be an organic farmer or a hippie or anything like that, part of the granola movement, and read all sorts of articles. Really bad things starting to come out about the product that is, the shelf name is Roundup, but it's glyphosate. 
and there are places, municipalities that are now banning it from their their own usage because of what it's uh, basically contaminating the soil. And when it gets in the soil and it contaminates the soil, then anything that grows out of that soil is therefore contaminated as well, whether it's food, grass, or whatever. So you can go online, and if you just look up organic weed killer and type in like vinegar, salt, soap, there are a gazillion different recipes. They're all pretty much the same, but it is using basic white vinegar, dish soap, and some form of salt. So Epsom salt, table salt, and you're basically just mixing those together. And what the soap does is the soap will bind the salt to the foliage of the plant that you're spraying it on. And as you probably know, salt will kill uh, pretty much any foliage. So that's why uh, people get all out of sorts in the winters when people are throwing road salt all over the place because if you have live plants and things like that, they, they can damage the foliage or kill the plant depending on how much is there. So that is a great organic solution to round up. It will keep the weeds at bay. And as you know, it's if you spray Roundup once, it's not like you're done. You're going to have to spray again. So you might as well not be putting a chemical out in your yard or you know by your neighbor's property or anything like that especially if you're going around anywhere that you're growing vegetables or any sort of food products but really what they're finding is when it gets in the soil it is not coming out of the soil in a fast enough rate and therefore is is causing all sorts of other issues so i actually read an article uh, probably about a year year and a half ago that they were finding trace amounts of roundup in beer because the the barley or the hops or whatever had been sprayed with Roundup so many times that the field was now basically ingesting the Roundup into the plant. And so that was working its way all the way to the the keg, uh, literally, and they were finding this in, in beer uh, that was being served to people. And, and so uh, lots of things have happened in the last year or two surrounding this, but it's a really inexpensive. You can get all these products at the dollar stores, and it, was, it will not cost you a whole lot. You can get a very inexpensive uh, garden sprayer, yard sprayer, and use this, and your weeds are going to be killed. You're going to accomplish the same end goal, and you're not going to be hurting the soil or anything around it. The whole goal of this is you fall more in love with the location and the region that you live in the world because I have been fortunate enough to travel around uh, more than some, less than others, and I'm telling you, we live in an absolutely amazing part of the world and especially the state of Georgia, and we just want to give people resources to get a little bit of an inside scoop on some of those things and really just kind of make life better for themselves. Embrace life right where you live. That's the point of the podcast. You guys know where you can find us, Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast. Email us, Podcast at gmail.com for ideas, suggestions on future episodes. And that's it for our spring episode. Thanks for listening. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.